Welcome to Engaging Culture, a podcast presented by Bridgeway Christian Church. I'm Brian Kiley, and we are recording this episode on Tuesday, September 29th, 2020. And tomorrow marks the beginning of Bridgeway's annual 40-day fast. Uh, Every year, we ask those who call Bridgeway home to engage in this time of fasting in the lead-up to our annual regional worship, prayer, and healing gathering. Today, Pastor Lance and one of our prayer team leaders, Nicole Andrade, and I are going to talk about the heart behind the fast and some practical pointers to help you join in this time with us. All of that and more on this episode of Engaging Culture. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 8 of the Engaging Culture Podcast. Pastor Brian here with you, and I will go from uh, middle to side here. First of all, uh, joined by Nicole. Nicole, thanks so much for being with us. Hey, it's a privilege. Yeah, Nicole is a leader of our prayer team and helps pass, basically helps Pastor Lance live his life correctly. So we're really <laughs> grateful for her and all the ways that she uh, contributes to life here at Bridgeway and very excited to get her insight on our topic today. And of course, we are joined by Pastor Lance, still fresh out of knee surgery. How are you? Yeah, no, I'm doing, I'm doing great. I think it's super fun to have uh, Miss Nicole on here because uh, not only is she in charge of our whole prayer ministry and a piece of our prophetic ministry, but she's the head of my personal intercessor team and she's an assistant of mine. So that when when Pastor Brian says that she kind of runs a lot of my life, uh, he ain't messing around. That's for real. Uh, and hi to Miss Dawn D.D. Roper. Nice to have you in. And everybody that's joining us, um, I'm excited to talk about the topic because I think that um, it's such a powerful um, it's such a powerful idea that is so often misunderstood. And I don't think that we utilize it the way that it was intended. So I'm, I'm excited about our conversation. Yeah. So by that, of course, pa- Pastor Lance is referring to fasting. As we, I said in the open, we're, we're at the start, uh, we're about to start our annual churchwide 40 day fast. Lance, as we get rolling, into this and, and, and in our conversation today we really want to talk about some of the practicalities of fasting how does it work how can we all participate in it can you just give us sort of a brief history of the regional worship prayer and healing gathering and the 40-day fast and how those two things are are connected yeah so um so many years ago uh before it was a regional event it was just a bridgeway event and it really started when I, as the shepherd of the church, was seeing the lack of power that human beings can bring into the lives of people that I loved. So we were having a huge rash of cancer in the church. We were having a huge rash of depression in the church. And as a, uh, as a person that loves deeply our congregation, I was really, really frustrated because I can't solve those two things. I mean, I can teach and I can kind of give some inspiration and awareness and I can pray for, but I felt like, man, these are things that if God is not present in our midst, they're going to continue to suffer in a way that they may not need to. And so I was like, we're just going to have a blowout night where we're going to pray our guts out and believe for the miraculous. And so that really kicked off the first one. And then very rapidly, we found that when we were coming in to pray for all the prayer partners and everybody that was that was coming for prayer, that a lot of people were feeling kind of like they were coming in cold, right? So, hey, I was just at work. 
Now all of a sudden I have this event and I'm supposed to go in and get super spiritual and that feels weird to me. And so we really realize the value of preparation, of getting our hearts soaked in the Lord way before we get to the event so that by the time we get into the event, the only thing that we need to be concerned about is just loving the Lord, loving people, and just soaking in it. Like that wasn't the time to to do any more prep. That was time to go and fight. So um, along the way, we realized that in that preparation time, uh, fasting has always been associated with a couple things in scripture. And one of them is breakthrough. Um, so there's a lot of things that we prayed for a lot. And then that fasting was a way that the Lord designed in for us to have some power to break through, right? And fasting has also been linked to things like intimacy with the Lord and reduction of self and being more focused in alignment with him. And we realized, man, these are all the things that we want. And then we instituted that. And then we added on top of that, well, let's fast food all day long on Wednesdays. And it went on and on and on. And here we are and things have been now gone regional. And I mean, there's so much that, that has happened in this event, but that's kind of the history. Yeah, the event's certainly grown a lot over the years, and it is really cool that it is now a regional event, that uh, that we're going to have pastors and prayer leaders from from all over the city come and, and join in, and we'll have people attend you know, and, and participate from, from all over the place, which is, which is always an exciting thing each year. Now, the, the event, of, or the, the fast, of course, as you mentioned, Pastor Lance, is connected to the night itself. And we obviously want those that are going to be praying and attending the night to to participate in in the, the time of fasting. But we also invite the entire church to participate, whether or not they're going to be there. So I want to maybe let's start with you, Nicole, and then we'll go to you, Lance. What are some reasons why somebody uh, might want to consider participating in the 40 day fast, even if they're saying, well, I'm not on the prayer team, I'm not praying at the event. Uh, Why should they still participate? What's the value for them? Um, Well, actually, I think there's a couple of reasons. So personally, I see so much value happen in the fast for um, people who are setting something aside and focusing more on the Lord. So um, Pastor Lance always talks about revival starting with us first in our in our homes and in ourselves. And so when we enter into a time of fasting, we're really setting something aside and intentionally focusing on the Lord which changes how we think and how we pray. And when we do that, we end up praying for things um, and our, our focus changes so that that just improves the body. Right. And we're interceding for the event. And I was, I was looking in the Bible about how Daniel called his buddies to pray for him when he was about to go forward um, with the King. So he was asking for insight from the Lord and he asked his friends to pray. And then Esther actually asked every Jewish person that you know Mordecai could find to fast and pray before she sought favor of the king. So there's a couple reasons we fast and pray just to intercede and get in one accord. There's power in those numbers. Um, yeah. And if you never, you know, such freedom happens. We were just talking about how much freedom happens in the fast. And if that breaks out through our church body, faith rises. And as faith rises, then we just push forward stronger. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Pastor Lance, what would you add to that? 
Well, so in my mind, and of course, I'm a little obsessed with all this stuff, but in my mind, there's nobody that's not involved. And, and here's why. First of all, we're all Christians if we're going to go to the baseline, which means we all want more of Jesus in our lives. So this is a beautiful opportunity to do it with other people, not have to run that race alone. Um, a second thing is that it's the matter of if you need breakthrough in your life, if you need healing, emotional, mental, spiritual, physical, whatever it is, if you need that, this is your time to say, God, I, I just want more of you, more of you, more of you. And so that's a motivator. If you're a prayer partner, that's you, you obviously know why you're prepping because you want to come in being able to support. But here's the other thing. Don't you want those sitting next to you in church to have breakthrough in their lives? So why wouldn't this be a time when you come in and say, Lord, whether or not I'm scheduled on that day and I'm able to be there or not, God, our family needs you. We need you so badly. And then you start firing that intercession. So even on the event or the day before or 40 days before, you're just praying for people to around you to be blessed and healed. I feel like that's the call of every person that, that enjoys being a part of Bridgeway or is going to be involved at all around this whole region. So anyway, to me, I can't imagine somebody not wanting to be involved for personal transformation, but even more so for the whole church to be transformed. Yeah, yeah, that's really well said. And, and I, I think also this is a, a subject I, I find myself coming back to again and again, both personally and in, in ministry and leading others and everything else is just, I mean, life is so much about awareness. What are you paying attention to? Uh, I think I even, I did a message once where my fill in the blank was pay attention to what you pay attention to, right? And and I think that it is in this, this time where even I was explaining fasting to my nine-year-old last night, uh, that the idea is that when you notice something is missing and it redirects your attention to the Lord, you're just more attentive to to God than you otherwise would be. And and that is, as, as you two have kind of alluded to in different ways, it's transformational. It makes a difference. It impacts the way we engage our family. It in- impacts the way we engage the church. It impacts the way we engage with, with those who don't know Christ. It, it affects so many different areas of our lives. And, and that to me is, is pretty exciting and, and pretty interesting. Now, as we start to talk about fasting, uh, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll again go, Nicole, you first, and then, uh, and then to, to Pastor Lance. Can you share with us, what are some of the purposes of fasting? I know we've hit on them a little bit already. And then also kind of the mentality that we take into the fast, I think is really important. There can be uh, just kind of some great reasons to fast, but then also we need to be careful to know like, hey, these are these are not the reasons that we, that we fast. Could you maybe talk us through a little bit of that, both kind of the purposes of fasting and then maybe some, some, some good or not so good kind of mentalities to take into the fast with us? Okay, sure. So um, when I, I um, a year ago, I did a spiritual formation class and I started diving into the celebration of disciplines, just walking through the dis- different disciplines and the benefit for us personally. And I love what Richard Foster said. He says um, that inner righteousness is a gift from God. And he talks about when we need internal change, that God does that change. And then he goes on to talk about fasting when we remove something from our life that we either have as a comfort, um, depending on how you choose to fast or food, then we um, no longer can depend on that for our comfort and our security. And then we're pressing into the Lord and that's where the Holy Spirit comes in, right? So he does 
he does that work. So typically you give up something that you really, really like or that you've become really, really comfortable with. And um, so I think that's, I think I'm answering your question. So that's the, the practical aspect of what the Lord is doing is as you're missing that thing and you're focusing on him, the Holy Spirit's working with you and he's forming you and he's shaping you and he's rewiring you so that when you come out of the fast, you see breakthrough and freedom, but also your habits are different because you're leaning on him where you were leaning on the thing. Um, as far as mindset goes, I walk into this season a little bit excited, like, yay, there's going to be breakthrough. And a little bit like I just fastened my seatbelt for, for some sifting. I mean, I'm just being honest. Like I'm, I've got my mind open to not close my eyes and turn from the things the Lord may reveal to me because I want it to be a time of purpose. So my mindset has become, and that's evolved over the years. So I remember the first time we fasted and Chris and I picked something really hard. And then like, you know, we didn't flip it and pray into it, right? And so that's the mindset part is what are you doing in that time to allow the Lord in um, so yeah, so having the mindset to receive, having the yeah. mindset for what the Holy Spirit's agenda is in the time. Yeah. Um, Pastor Lyons, we also, in a lot of our, our printed materials and the way that we talk about fasting, we, we, we try to be clear about kind of what fasting isn't, that we're not trying to manipulate God or that it's not religious performance or, or anything like that. Can you talk us through some of those? Yeah. So the first thing that we have to get out of our minds is this is a way to get God to pay attention to me. Um, the story, a big point was made in the story of when fire fell down from the sky and there were two altars and it was Elijah versus the prophets of Baal. They spent all their time looking like they were hurt to try to get their God's attention. That is a pagan practice. Um, God is already paying attention. This is not about trying to get his attention, trying to beg your dad to know that you're hurting. That That's very easy and tempting to think about. That is not what we are doing here. He is already paying attention to you. He's already concerned. What we're doing is we're working on the human side of things. So God decided that he was going to work through conduits. He was going to work through channels and they were called human beings. He can do everything himself, but he loves to work with his kiddos. So he works through us. What we're doing is working on our side. And you can look at it a couple different ways. One, you could say, I'm trying to clean up the conduit. So he moves through me more easily. You can look at it in terms of, uh, I'm going to empty myself, right? My container. Uh, recently, I taught a big long message on us being vessels that we can, and, and I said only the empty portion of a container can be filled. And what that means is we have to get our self level down so the Holy Spirit fills up the rest because we want more of him and less of us. Fasting or any of the spiritual disciplines is trying to lower the self level so it gives more space for God to be in there. I mean, we can look at it in terms of, well, I'm trying to find a way to refocus because if Jesus is waiting to talk to me and I'm constantly ignoring him, this is a 40 days for me to go have a date with my Lord each and every day. And I'm going to be focusing on my intimacy and connection with him. I mean, there's a million reasons. But once again, the point is not I have to hurt myself. The point is not I have to get my God's attention. The point is not... Um, I'm going to earn extra Christian brownie points and then somehow I'm just going to get better rewards somewhere. 
this is all about saying I'm a human being and I have a bunch of uh, stuff clinging to me and distractions. And I really want to be all about the Lord. So this is kind of an emptying of self. Yeah, no, that's that's really well said. I want to shift a little bit uh, now into just sharing some experiences in terms of how fasting has impacted us in in the past, and we'll talk about some sort of quote unquote successes and maybe some failures and some some challenges. Uh, but I'd like to we'll we'll go back to you, uh, Pastor Lance, and then to you, Nicole. Um, I would love to hear you each share a little bit about how fasting has been beneficial to you in the past, and to the extent that you're comfortable, if you if you want to share some specifics of like, oh, I fasted from from this and this is what I experienced. Now, I think that a lot of times we can get nervous about like, is it okay to tell people what I'm what I'm fasting from? Because, you know, Jesus says not to, you know, parade that in front of people. Uh, obviously, the heart here is not to parade anything or to, it's not, you know, we're not... We're not showing off, but what I think we're just trying to get very practical to say, okay, this is sort of what I experienced when I removed this from my life. So feel free to speak as generally or as specifically as, as you want, but would love to hear, uh, again, first from you, Pastor Lance, and then Nicole, just what are some ways that, that you've seen God work or that you've seen fasting be beneficial for you in the past? Yeah, so um, I just ended up finishing a, a, a very simple kind of basic fast um, for breakthrough in my wife's health. So once again, uh, she and I entered into kind of a, a personal 30 day time. And so I've seen it be this beautiful kind of breakthrough time. Um, and each and every time I enter into, so it doesn't have to be just this event, right? I mean, we can, the whole point is to be able to utilize these disciplines as you see valuable. Um, as far as what I fast, so each and every time I go into a fast, the first thing that's kind of a, almost a non-negotiable is that I do what I call a purity fast. And what that means is, as I watch my inputs, I watch what my mind is focused on. And whether that's from media stuff or that's from uh, things that are being talked about around me or whatever, I'm looking for trying to have some clarity and really having some purity between me and the Lord. So that's kind of a non-negotiable. I, I walk into most seasons that I fast with that. But what I try to do is I try to fast then something else that either I'm really looking like I'm kind of leaning into an addiction or a compulsion to that I need to break from me. Um, or it could be something that I really like, right? So uh, one year uh, I decided to go um, vegetarian for the 40 day fast. And I'm a huge meat eater. So, um, I mean, all the carnivores of the world were shocked when I, when I made that call, um, cause I was the, I was the captain of their team. Um, anyway, yeah, it was a true sacrifice. There's been times, uh, so I can't have caffeine. Um, so a lot of times the whole, the Starbucks thing and all that, I I've done that in the past because I enjoyed all the, the decaf drinks cause it was just something warm in the morning and it was a pattern. So I've done that. I've done things where, um, uh, you know, I've done long food fasts where I fast all food because food is a comfort to me. That's, you know what I'm saying? Um, and there's been times when I've added things in. So I added in, uh, times when I added in, uh, morning devotionals or I added in exercise or I added in a bunch of other things. So I've kind of spread over the years, I've kind of tried everything, but I'm always trying to pepper an area that has meaning to me. It's not about what's a meaning to other people. It's a meaning to me because then I'm going to own it. 
Yeah, that's really good. And that I think that that last point is really critical that it really is about what is personally meaningful to you. Yeah. And, and that's why I think sort of the, the choice of what we fast from is a, is a very personal thing. And, and I think it's important that, that those listening that, that they just know that there's a ton of freedom in terms of what you choose to fast from that it really is between you and the Lord. Nicole, how about you? Can you share some of your experience? Um, yeah. So, so last year I gave up coffee and in that time, once I got past the physical, oh my gosh, I need coffee every day. Um, and the Holy Spirit could actually speak to me. Um, cause that takes a couple days. Um, I started to realize how coffee was actually a part of my morning routine to go before the Lord. So I was actually seeking a physical comfort in my time with the Lord and so then even in my interfacing, even in my worship and my prayer time, I was seeking an earthly comfort. And so that one really hit me hard. And then another one that I did, and this was for one of my sons who we were asking him to make some different life choices. And we were asking him to change his palette of what he enjoyed. And so the Lord actually called me to cut sweets out of my palate, like anything sweet, including fruit or ketchup or anything out of my palate. And so when I missed that in a day, I specifically prayed into changing my son's spiritual palate to good in his life. And so I started to press in to ask the Lord, what are the things that um, where do you want me to pray? So in this 40 days, everyone in our church has an angle that the Lord wants them to pray, whether right. it's, um, you know, to support the prayers, or maybe they have a heart to pray for mental wellness or whatever it is. And the Lord will give them something personal that will cue that for them. And I have learned that that means more to me when the fast engages with the prayer you know and the yeah. fast points me in the direction that the holy spirit is channeling my thoughts then i'm not just like missing something to add him in i'm actually missing the sweets and it's and it actually does reform your taste buds when you take sweets out so so that's actually just a really good reset physically but in that process every day and every day it was really challenging um and i realized the challenge we were calling our son to so yeah. so so engaging in a fast in a personal way just like what pastor lance was saying it looks so different for everyone what that is but he's got such a purpose to meet you and then there's such a breakthrough there in the time yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really, really well said. And I love the connection of kind of the, the, the taste palette versus spiritual palette. That, that connection is really, is really cool. Now, something that, uh, 
Nicole, you and I were just texting about a little bit yesterday was the idea of, I think the term you you're, you used was fasting fails. Uh, <laughs> we obviously want to make sure that this is something that we're engaging with, where we give each, we give ourselves a lot of grace, where we recognize, hey, this is, this is tough and this is challenging and, and we don't want it to, uh, we don't want it to, certainly don't want it to turn into, you know, legalism or, or anything where we're feeling guilty or whatever. So can we just talk for a minute, Nicole, we'll go back to you and then maybe Lance, if you've got something to share of just either maybe something you would describe as a fasting fail or just an experience you've had where you're like, man, this is really hard or I don't know, something along those lines. Yeah, so I'm I'm really willing to um, put myself out there in this way. So um, I will tell you that one year, my my best friend Hillary, she is she was Catholic, and she would do Lent every year. So one year, I said, you know what, I'll give up chocolate with you, and and I was like so excited to do this fast. Chocolate is a really big thing for me. I love chocolate. I find all kinds of healthy ways to have chocolate. It really is a part of my life. And I, for 40 days, found every other way to satiate my taste buds. I gained seven pounds. I'm not <laughs> in 40 days. And, and I told everyone, by the way, oh, I can't have chocolate. So I'm eating everything vanilla and caramel. And it was ridiculous what I did. And it was funny. You know, I, I can look back and... I think the Holy Spirit's like, no, that wasn't so good, was it? <laughs> um, and then another one was I have tried to um, add things because I don't feel like I'm fasting enough, you know. So um, when we, we as Pastor Lance's intercessor team, you know, we give something up one day a week to pray for him. And sometimes I just feel like keeping all kinds of things on top of that. And I hear the Holy Spirit just kind of gently nudge me and say, um, that's not what I'm asking you to do. I'm mm -hmm. asking you to set this thing aside um, because we we start to really see our deficit, right? And then we want to just like take everything away. And, and that's where the religious part came in. And so he's also set me straight on that. Um, so, you know, the not allowing him to satiate me and then also trying to make yeah. too much of a fast so that I could really, really preserve, mm -hmm. you know, whatever I don't even know I was trying to do. Yeah. I think there's a lot of wisdom in that, in the idea of, yeah, not, not piling on so much that we sort of, we can kind of lose the plot in the midst of, of all of that. I think that's, that's, that's honestly, that's something I had not really thought about all that much, but I think is really critical to engaging this in a, in a healthy way. Uh, how about you, Lance? Any, any fasting foibles that you have to share with us? <laughs> yeah, I, I think in addition, really kind of a powerful thing that Nicole was sharing is just simply substituting another thing. Like, hey, I'm fast sugar, but I'm going to have a sugar substitute. You know, I have stevia instead of sugar. And you're like, well, that's still really sugary. <laughs> Um, I don't think that's really the whole point um, uh, of what we're doing. But one of my fails that, that makes me laugh to this day is it had nothing to do with, with Bridgeway. It was a personal fast I did, and I fasted. It was the first time I ever fasted three days of food. And I just, it was water only. And I was really young. And I finished that three-day fast with steak and A1. And I don't know if anyone knows anything about what A1 is made of, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's acid. 
<laughs> so um, I had emptied out my stomach. There was nothing in it. And I just poured in and I had the worst cramps and I was just like falling apart. And it was just like an oh ultimate God. fail. So yes, I have had my share of plenty of these. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Uh, so I'll I'll share I'll share one of mine. So I one year, and this is this is back when Worshipper and Healing Night was in September, which is significant to the story. Uh, I decided I would fast from sports for 40 days. So any sort of sports watching or sports reading. Now, anybody who knows me knows I love sports, but also if we're being very honest here. August is a very slow sports month in my world. I'm not really a big baseball fan, and that's kind of the key sport that's going on there, and whatever. So it's not really that hard. There are a few little events that I like, but it, you know, like fasting during this time of year would be much harder for me with football and basketball and all that. But I remember uh, the college football season had started. Uh, towards the end of the fast. And I literally, I was at a day long leadership retreat with some of our Bridgeway leaders. I had left the retreat. We were just at somebody's house to go pick up lunch. And I knew that UCLA was playing that day. And I just like, could not resist checking what the score was of this stupid football game. And I'm like in the parking lot of like Chick-fil-A, just, you know, filled with self-loathing at my lack of discipline. <laughs> my failure to not check the score of some stupid game. So uh, I had my my moment there of, uh, yeah, of uh, not quite holding up to what I had committed to, but hey, you know. That is super funny. I love that. I love that. Hey, can I, can I turn the conversation real quick on one piece? Please, please um, do. So in our, thank you everyone for joining in on the, on the chat and everything. And I wanted to highlight something that Miss Erica said. Uh, she, if in case you're not able to see this on your phone, she, she wrote, I don't know how to explain this at all, but when I was in junior high, I was fasting for Yom Kippur with my Orthodox Jewish friend, Susan, before I even knew Jesus. And it was one of the few times I experienced the presence of God before knowing Jesus. I've lost so many memories, but this one is as clear as if it was yesterday. Very unexplainable, but a rich experience. Okay. So the, what this made me think of is a, a very, very interesting piece about fasting. Now, whether or not it's directly intended by the Lord, I have a hard time not seeing that it, you know, I can't imagine it not being, but it, but this is going a little bit outside of the, the stream of what scripture normally talks about. So I want us all to say, I'm trying to walk in wisdom here, not in biblical facts. But um, so there's something in our lives that we have, that like if I went back and I said, what were your most intense times with the Lord? Almost all of you would say, well, there was this one time I was hurting. Well, there's this one time I was in a trial. Well, there's this one time I was scared. Well, there was one time that almost all your most intense experiences will tend to be linked to something bad happening. And the reason why I'm highlighting this is that is that there is a focus we get and an intimacy with the Lord when we are desperate. I don't think it's because it's bad stuff. I think it's desperation. And one of the intriguing things that happens with fasting is it is a pre-planned desperation. It is a healthy desperation. So you end up kicking your body into a gear that says, I'm in need right now. But it doesn't have to be a terrible trial on the outside. You're just working with how God built us to design 
us in such a way that desperation leads to a presence of mind. And what Miss Erica was highlighting was the idea that when we have that presence of God and that presence of mind, there is a richness that comes in. And I think it is created from the focus through desperation. Anyway, that's it's a little bit yeah. theoretical. Sorry about that. But yeah. but it's it's an interesting element about why we do without. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I think that's really well said. And for those listening later, that's a mess, that's a response to a comment that was left here on Facebook in the in the live broadcast. But I think that that's uh, that that's certainly true, that 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 there is a sense in which desperation can lead us to, yeah, a greater dependence on the Lord, greater, you know, and, and with that greater, greater breakthrough. Right. So uh, so I think that's absolutely true. That's really that's really well said. Um I want to talk a little bit about um, you. You you both have touched on this a little bit already, but we talk about kind of there's two sides I think to, to fasting. Well, maybe more, but two two that I want to focus on. Uh, number one, that it is a sacrifice. That that it is hard and it is challenging. But the number two, that it can actually be really joyful and and fulfilling as well. Could you maybe speak to those two sides of fasting, Nicole? We'll start with you, and then. Uh, and then to, to Pastor Lance, in what ways, how is it kind of both a sacrifice, but then also something joyful and kind of exciting in its own way as well? Um, sure. Can I just really um, put a bow on your, you know, when you were derailed up about the sports really quick, I just want to go back oh, to that. Sure, sure. Um, is yeah. just an encouragement that if you do derail from the fast or you have a mess up, that the Lord is actually just showing you something and that is part of the process. And so don't give up, don't stop. Don't um, say, well, I'm out of it. That that's not true. It's just like anything we do, we mess up. And, and that is our, that's our fallibility. That is why we need Jesus. And so I just wanted to say that, I mean, it's funny, the self-loathing and everything, but that's where you ask the Lord, to forgive you or you tell a friend and you just get some prayer and you re-rack and, and you don't even have to wait till the next day. You just re-rack yeah. at the next whatever. Um, yeah. That's part of the process. Yeah. Like I, I've just had so many fails where even if I've made it about something else um, and, and the Holy Spirit walks you through it to grow. That's why it's spiritual formation. So anyway, I just yeah. wanted, I didn't want to miss that, that that's so important that we don't give up. Yeah, I completely agree. Can I, let me just respond to that real quick. I probably should not have used the term self-loathing. That was too strong a term. And I certainly would not encourage that from others who if you have a, uh, have a failure. But I will say this. I think also that even, even as I reflect on that experience, I think that oftentimes God can use our failures in fasting, ironically, to help us sort of break our dependence on yes. whatever that thing is. Uh, I mean, I could go, I have thought, I have invested so much time and energy and thought in sort of a healthy perspective on how much attention I give to sports, just giving that as one example. And I actually, even in, in thinking about it and hearing, hearing, hearing you talk, Nicole, I think about that moment where I was sort of, it was revealed to me that, man, this has a big hold on my heart, that it kind of caused me to ask the question, like, why? You know? And from that was able to sort of pull back and I think get a little bit healthier in that in that way. So I think that we can expect that God will use even our failures to help us yes. grow. Uh, and then we, like you said, we can kind of have, hey, let's just get back to it and we're gonna keep going and there's grace and we don't need to be full of self-loathing and we can just move mm-hmm. forward. So anyway, I appreciate you pointing that out. 
Yeah, no worries. Okay, so going forward, um, the two parts, the sacrifice and then the joy. Um, yeah. For me, if I'm just being completely um, transparent, um, every every because of what I choose to fast from, usually it is the thing that I am trying to justify to the Lord why I don't need to fast from that, right? I'm usually defending why that's the thing you don't want me to give up this year. And that really pulls my heart. And every day of the fast, it just feels like I'm missing it. You know, I'm missing the thing. So there's the sacrifice. The joy is um, you're really looking to the Holy Spirit to be your buddy. So for me, I spend more time in worship or more time reading the word um, or more time just in some quiet, you know. And so the joy for me comes in how I change. So my change, my family notices change. I notice change. Um, a lot of the joy for me is hindsight. It's what happened in the rear view mirror. <laughs> um, and, and so I look forward to, I just told somebody the other day, I'm excited about the fast. Well, that's not like a yippy excitement, like, yay, I get to go be sifted and you know, because that's sometimes feels painful. Um, yeah. But what I'm excited about is that the Lord is going to root out those things in me that have a hold. He's going to to make me stronger and he's going to give me breakthrough. I, I recently did a private fast like Pastor Lance, and I was asking for the Lord for the fullness of my gifting in prayer. OK, I'll just generalize it. The first weekend I prayed in this fast, which was really hard. It was hard every day. I had such a power full experience with a woman praying that then I was like, yay, I have seven more days, you know? So my faith was built because I could see what was happening in the fast because God is faithful to, you, you know? So for me, the joy is what the Lord is doing in it. Not necessarily what I'm giving up every day. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. How, how about you, Pastor Lance? Yeah, I mean, I think we can, uh, the simple answer is the joys in the end, almost like going to the gym. When you get out of the gym, you realize there's a benefit. And in the gym, it was hard. Out of the gym, there's a, man, I'm so glad I did that. It was healthy. But I think that there's, there's more to it, which is when you're in a relationship of love, there is a certain giddiness when you get a chance to do something of sacrifice for the one that you love. There's a certain man, I'm, I'm doing this hard thing for him. I'm setting up this whole date. I'm getting everything ready. And there's a fun thing. Now, just setting stuff up is not fun, but you're doing it for someone you care about, right? So that, that becomes part of the joy piece along the way. And one of the things yeah. that I do want to highlight, um, we also had a couple of cool things that came in on, the, on the, the, the chat over here. But one of the things we were talking about earlier about fails one of the processes of heating up metals is that it brings impurity to the surface. If you go through and you go, man, my attitude's terrible during when I'm fasting. That's not fair to my family. Uh, it's highlighting the yuck. And that's actually part of the process. Yeah. And so if you go, man, I don't understand why I'm having such a hard time and I'm kind of being a jerk and I'm kind of, well, actually that means it's working. <laughs> right. So so, so when it starts coming up and you go, why am I so snappish or why am I so, because you may have removed a pacifier, right? And, and little babies are not really cool when you take the pacifier out. 
right? And so you start to to whine and complain and, and have a hard time because it's not self-soothing. Yeah. So that that's a key thing. Um, yeah. The other thing that I wanted to highlight real quick is that Patrina uh, Eichmann wrote on the in the chat here, uh, have never really com been completely sure how to do fasting. Didn't grow up with this stuff. I'm trying to learn more exactly how to pray. And I feel dumb that I don't know this at my age. Please understand, Patrina, this is one of the great failures of the church in general. Uh, Pastor Brian and I talk about this a lot, that we have not done a very good job as a whole of carrying forward disciplines or practical pieces to do. The idea that you don't know it at your age is the common response. Most people do not know any of this stuff. And um, unfortunately, when the Protestant Reformation kind of split off from the Catholic Church, it ended up kind of remaining over in the Catholic side of things. And they had this beauty that kind of got left behind by the Protestants. Yeah. And, uh, and I just, I'm sad that the majority of people would feel the same way. I don't know how to yeah. fast, never fasted, don't understand. And Jesus says in his teachings, when you fast, like, of course you're going to fast. Like, that's a part of what we all do. Right. And we're all left going, yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about. That is very common. Yeah. So that's a, as a perfect segue into kind of the next thing I want to talk about, which is how do I pick what to fast from? Now, we, uh, we encourage those who are able and those who can do so safely. That's a key component. Yeah. Uh, those who can do so safely to consider fasting from food on Wednesdays or maybe just fasting from, from a meal. If you've got blood sugar challenges or, or any sort of health, any health concern at all, check with your doctor, make sure it's safe or modify, uh, limit what you eat or things to, or things like that. Uh, but we encourage food fasting on Wednesdays, but then for the remaining element of the fast, it's, you can kind of pick whatever you want. And we've given some examples of things that we've given up uh, in the past. Uh, I wonder if, uh, Pastor Lance, we'll start with you and then we'll go to Nicole. What are some, some principles that we can utilize to just try to determine, um, hey, what would be a good thing for me to, to, to fast from? Obviously, we want to pray about it and, and, and seek the Lord's direction on it. What are some principles that we can take with us to, uh, to help us uh, pick something to fast from? Yeah, I think the, the, the first thing that I tend to do um, after if you're going to like, you know, pray about it and literally wait for a, a response from the Holy Spirit, that would probably be the coolest. Um, the most practical way is to do self-assessment. Who am I and what am I like? What are my patterns? What do I tend to go to? What's my go-to for my comfort? What is the thing that I'm going, man, I am always doing that. And then later on, I'm like, wow, that was a big waste of time. Or I've really spent way too much money on that. Or you know, you start seeing your excesses and those are some things that you would go, okay, that makes it real easy. I got a list of these five yeah. things. I could fast any one of those. And you literally just pick one. Um, as far as adding in, uh, the easiest way to do that is you assess and go, what if I've been constantly whining internally about I'm not doing this, right? Man, I really need to start eating better. Oh, I really need to start getting back to exercise. Oh, I really need, okay, you just have to pick one of those. And, and you just start rolling with it. If this is new to you and this is one of the first times you've been doing a fast, there's no wrong answer here. You just kind of roll forward and see how it goes because we're just learning together, right? Um, but once again, just to re-highlight, we had a beautiful comment from uh, Mary Spencer who was just saying, just remember, the point is not to harm yourself. You're not, right. you've got to be a good steward of your body. And if you have diabetic issues, if you have other things and you're going to start messing with your dieting, 
man, you better be real careful on that stuff and you might need to figure out another way to honor the Lord without harming yourself. Yeah, certainly easy to fast from non-food items or any, a lot of different ways that you, we can, you can approach that in a way that does, certainly does not and should not uh, cause any, 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 any harm of any kind. But um, Nicole, how about, how about you? What are, what are some principles that maybe you've utilized or that you would recommend? Um, well, I love that just what Pastor Lance was saying, pray about it. And then looking at the practical things, um, sometimes the Lord and just through circumstances, something keeps coming up for me, like what I'm fasting from this year just kept coming up and coming up. And it happens to be something that my focus has really been on. And I've actually said to my husband, it would be really interesting to try this for a period of time. And as we're getting close to the fast, I feel like that's the thing we're going to do. Um, so it doesn't have to like sound like this ominous voice coming down into your head either for the Lord to steer you a direction. Um, last year for me, literally Melissa Duick was praying from the stage about this little blankie that we wouldn't let go of. And within 24 hours, the night before the fast, the Lord showed me that that blankie was my coffee and literally it was my comfort in the morning. And so sometimes it feels really spiritual and the Lord is like, you know, it's that thing. And sometimes it feels really practical. Like, wow, I'm on social media all the time and I'm angry and I'm having to remember truth. And wow. the Lord's like, yeah, that's, that's a good one to cut out, you know? So, so it's, we know internally, I think, um, more about what we should fast from than we give ourselves credit for. Um, yeah. we, we just kind of know, you know. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. This idea that, that really, if we're real honest, like we kind of know, like none of us are like, if, if you were asked, if you, let's frame the question differently. Like, hey, what's something you could remove from your life and you'd be healthier? Like none of us are like, gosh, I, I can't think of anything. You know? <laughs> um, there's, and define health however you want, physically, emotionally, spiritually, you know, whatever. Um, that that might be something where, where, you know, God might be tapping us to say, hey, you know, what would it look like to maybe set this aside for a little while and see the, the soup, effect of that? A super easy alarm is the one that you go, oh, no, I sure hope it's not bad. That's yeah. right. That's usually the one for this year is the one you're like, but you know, anything <laughs> but that one. The Lord would anything not call me to do that. That's that's the yeah. one. Just if you're watching this, this is the one, that one. <laughs> yeah, and I will I will share. I had that experience the other day. So <laughs> I, I my approach to the 40-day fast is I have something I fast from every single time. Uh, but I also don't, and it's the same thing every year, but I also don't want it to grow stale. So trying to balance growing while at the same time, not piling on too much. Um, but the thing is, uh, I had this experience just the other day and I always joke that I say, uh, like I am addicted to sparkling water. Like I drink an insane amount of sparkling water, like six to eight cans a day, easy, you know? And I always say it's a pretty benign addiction and that it started my first ever 40 day fast, giving up the thing I give up every year. Uh, Cause it was a replacement. And I'm sitting in our video <laughs> studio the other day, listening to Heather Johnson talk about answering this exact question. How do you, how do you determine, you know, what to fast from? And it was just like, it was a, like a jolt from the Lord. Like I have not had in a while where I'm just like, and he's just like, you have to give up, 
you have to not drink sparkling water this time. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> I am enjoying a sparkling water right now as we are <laughs> recording this episode because I will not be able to starting tomorrow. Right. Uh, and uh, of course, you know, my wife thinks my sparkling water addiction is ridiculous, which it is. So she was rolling her eyes at me as I was lamenting to her that I feel like maybe God is saying I need to set this aside and just drink regular <laughs> water for 40 days. But you're right. I had that experience of like, no, no, it can't be. It can't be that. Like, you know, like other things I fast from, I'm like, I know I'm better off without it. So I'm kind of like, okay, like this will be good. Like just make a commitment, set these things aside. But this one, yeah, I'm still, I'm still getting to the place of having a good attitude about that. So <laughs> Um, well, and don't you think that that's the truth, though, that like when you give up something that I look at you and go, well, that's so simple, right? I, I yep. think that if we all shared at a table what we were fasting from, some of them we'd really understand and some of them we wouldn't because they're personal yes. to us. And and that's the beauty of it is that yeah. we we do engage individually. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And one other point I wanted to make, and then we'll we have one more question that I'll I'll throw to you, the two of you, is is just the idea of it, of it being something that's noticeable. I, I think that's a that's a simple point, but it's an important one. That uh, to me, the the frequency of the sacrifice in terms of how often am I going to notice it missing, is just as important, if not more important, than the intensity of the sacrifice because. Uh, as our dear friend Parnell Lovelace says, fasting without prayer is just a diet. Uh, the point isn't just to be deprived. The point is to be reminded to pray. So I want to choose something that I'm going to notice its absence so that it redirects my attention to prayer. When I just sort of, without thinking about it, I'm about to go to Facebook. Oh, wait, no, I'm not doing that right now. You know, remember to pray, those types of those types of things. So, um so as, as we're closing out here, uh, one, one last question, uh, and, it, and it relates to kind of a different side of the fast, uh, and, and I think both of you have alluded to it a little bit in the episode so far, is, is during this time, we also like to encourage not just removing something, but also being intentional about adding something in. Uh, Pastor Lance, let's start with you, and then we'll go to Nicole. What's kind of the purpose of that, and then what types of activities are good additions? Yeah, I think that um, one of the things that we've been talking about a lot, and Pastor Brian was just highlighting, is the replacement principle, right? You want to put something in to force out the things that are bad. And I, I think that this is all about discipline. So doing things is a discipline that you need to be doing, and removing things is a discipline. It's just two sides of the exact same coin. So whether or not you're pulling something out or you're replacing something back in, you're making your flesh do something it won't normally want to do. And, and that's kind of part of the process of kind of sanctification and kind of uh, getting your, your heart ready before the Lord. And I think about adding things in, it, it could be as simple as simply asking that question, what could I add in? What have I been talking about for such a long time that I really need to add in? Is there something about my walk with the Lord? Let's start there. Is there something with my interactions with other people, right? Um, so for example, if you go, man, I have a tendency to... Um, uh, you know, you say, oh, I'm going to remove out me getting in political discussions on social media because I tend to be really angry. Okay, well, that that's one thing to pull all that out. Is there a possibility that you could say, I'm going to replace where I'm now encourager for 40 days, where I'm going to use my social media interaction to go bless people 
for a 40-day process. Now, that is going to reset certain things in our brains and our minds to go, well, I've seen such great fruit from that, or I saw the benefit of my own spirit, that maybe I want to keep doing that again. So this is another excuse to say, how do we live into righteousness, not just away from wickedness, right? Yeah. And so how do we lean into that? that that's kind of how I view it. Yeah, I love it. And that's a great example. And just how this can be a time to really, you know, with God's help, start to build some some positive habits in the place of uh, maybe less positive habits. Nicole, how about you? Um, so I, I look at it really as a season of intentionality. So um, just some practical ways of like, if you do not have the daily practice of reading the word, um, getting a Bible app and reading a verse a day and just maybe expanding that so that you um, are allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through God's word. And, and if you do read something a day, a devotional, maybe challenging yourself a little bit more into that because that is a spiritual discipline as well and meditating on his word. Um, changing your radio in the car from secular music to worship and allowing the spirit to be present with you in the car as you worship. Um, things like that, I think um, being intentional to fill up with more time with the Lord, whatever that looks like for you. Prayer, worship, hearing his word. Um, there are a lot of great um, Christian podcasts where they talk about worldview things that you can glean from or health podcasts. Like if you're really in a time where that's the thing that you need to grow in. Um, so just, I think being intentional and growing in the area of, of allowing the spirit to form you because I'm really into the spiritual formation. So when we talk about that, I get really excited about being intentional in a time of fasting to allow God into more places than we have felt like we had the capacity before. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really well said. And and those are great, I think, examples of, of, again, just different ways that we can approach, okay, kind of that replacement principle that Pastor Lance was uh, was describing. Um, and just kind of that, I, I love that you pointed out that, you know, whether it's podcasts or, or radio or just music or, or whatever, there are so many ways that we can, if we find that we fast from something that frees up some time for us, that we can fill that time with with some positive in inputs and things that are going to just help us just be healthier. So uh, that's really well said. Well, uh, well, thank you everybody for for listening. We are really really excited about the 40 day fast this year. And I was about to close the episode, but then Pastor Lance just messaged me uh, a great question that he wants to address that I think is really good. So we're going to rewind my little wrap in the episode here. And Pastor Lance, why don't you answer this question that we have somehow left off? What are some things to pray about in the midst of, okay, we're, I'm, all right, fine. I've re, I'm off of Facebook and I'm going to pray. What do I pray about? Well, and that's a funny thing. We just assume that we want to pray. And a lot of times we haven't carved out very much space to pray. And so when we get there, we're like, um, what am I going to talk about? <laughs> and so uh, we can talk about some of the obvious ones. So uh, Worship Prayer and Healing Night is scheduled for November 8th. Is that correct, Mr. Cole? Yes. yes. Uh, that's seven days before November 15th. Um, and so our nation um, is going to be going through a, a large uh, kind of election process. 
and there is a lot changing in our nation and a lot moving around. And I feel like just being able to say, listen, for these 40 days, I'm going to take on a spiritual parent role uh, for my nation, for my state, for my neighbors, for my family members, for, you know, because we can talk about a lot of the stuff that's personal to us. But at some point, we've probably been talking about those a lot. They don't feel very fresh. So it may be one of those things that you go, you know what, I'm going to start praying about the things that I wish I had on my list. And that's things like uh, praying for the health of the church, praying for regional churches, churches that aren't even the one that you go to, being able to pray for leaders in all different kinds of places, being able to pray, um, Lord, would you give us breakthrough and revival in our nation? Would you, you know, these types of things. So allowing your creativity, God gave some imagination and some creativity but also, now I, I'm not saying this isn't derailing, but but um, you can pray through the news, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say you're a news person and you want to always be abreast of what's going on. Maybe that may be something you need to give up. I don't know. But let's say you are watching the news. A Christian perspective would be to pray through the news, right? So, oh, this happened. Lord, what is your will in this situation? Lord, how can you move in this situation? God, would you bring in your power and your healing to these people or to this, right? So, I mean, there are so many things to pray about. It should be like a bubbling over and kind of, you're like, man, I could be here for an hour. Um, if if not, just once again, do kind of have a little note like thing on your phone, right? And you just go around and go, hey, uh, is there anything I can pray for you about? And then you like jot them down, you know? Uh, So if you keep asking people, they love to tell you what to pray about if it's really hurting them. And to know that you're really going to pray for it, that's a huge encouragement. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's, that's really well said. Tons of different things that, that we can pray for. And, and I think, yeah, you've given us some great examples to, uh, to go with. So uh, with that, we are going to bring this episode to a close. We've hit our, our uh, hour uh, or so time, uh, but hope that this has been helpful to you. And more than that, we hope that it encourages you to participate with us and to, to seek the Lord and say, God, what would you have me fast from? And then, uh, and then move forward with that. So uh, we're very excited for the 40 day fast. We're excited for the regional worship prayer and healing gathering. Thank you, Nicole and Pastor Lance for your insights and your wisdom uh, and all of this. And uh, thanks again to everybody for listening. Uh, We'll be back with you. This is the fifth Tuesday. So we'll be back with you next week for another episode of Engaging Culture. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Engaging Culture, a podcast by Bridgeway Christian Church. If you enjoyed the show, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. Music is used under the Creative Commons license and is provided by Dexter Britton.